promise you that. And if you complain, here's one little Jen will leave you flat. I'll be hard to handle, I'm making it plain. Now just be a dear and scram out of here. I'll try again later. Thanks, Edmund. Lillian's still sleeping. Probably all in from that fall last night. Do her some good. Rest and plenty of it. She really is the best customer, isn't she? Lillian's family. There wouldn't be a shop without her. When Neil bought her first Della Hunt, we were in a shoebox, miles away on Selfuda Boulevard. A real dump. Smelt like burnt rubber and damp. One day Lillian came in to have a look. How'd she find it? Lillian has always had a sixth sense about fashion. That's why she's always on the list for the most stylish film stars. Lil posed for modern screen wearing one of Claire's dresses. She talked about the shop in the interview. After it was published, we had all the business we could handle. Kay Francis, Joan Crawford, Gloria Swanson, Mary Astor, Anne Harding, Bibi Daniels, Norma Shearer. Then we fled the basement digs and settled into this fair nest. When people wonder why Lil and the other stars are so confident, I always say it's because of the clothes. I'm not blowing my own horn. I mean, any clothes made to order. You look good, you feel good. Once you put on a perfectly fitted ensemble, you never have to think about your clothes. It makes you feel secure. You're free to do other things. Lillian knows it as well as anyone. In a bad dress, a woman thinks her body is a problem. It's always the dress. Give me a good fit in a true crime magazine and I never count sheep. Will you read that stuff before bed? It makes me sleep like a baby. Some dames go for hot milk. I like a nice murder. Last night it was the latest on the dead opera singer. That's the one where the boyfriend killed her? It's always the boyfriend. Or the husband. Who was she? Amelia de Prato, a little slip of a thing for an opera singer, won a singing contest on the radio a few years back. Then she moved to San Francisco. She was a rising star with the opera there. Well, sounds good. What happened? A man happened. She met this fellow, Umberto Gusti. He was a dye worker. Went to all her concerts, obsessed with her. Showed up at her boarding house one day. He knew all the angles. He made himself her manager and press agent. Let me guess. He also made himself her boyfriend? Bingo. She didn't kick up a fuss at first. You know, it's scary how they make something happen. And before you know it, you're in a jam. So she wanted out? Sure, she had a plan. Right before Christmas, Amelia had an audition at the Met Opera Company in New York. Only she wasn't talking Umberto. She was going with another man. That sounds like an opera. The stories don't change, only the names in them. So Mr. Dyeworks shows up, packing heat. He tries to force her to marry him. Amelia gives him the brush off. Umberto pulls a gun. She never had a chance. The neighbours came running. Umberto claimed when they struggled over the pistol and it accidentally went off. A likely story. Yeah, it accidentally went off in her back three times while she was running from the door. Did he go on the lamp? No, he turned himself in. Lynch mob formed outside. They're talking life in San Quentin. Poor kid. She had big plans. 
I wonder how our big plan is going. I wish our detectives would pick up a telephone. Helen has a sharp eye and Gail's a level head. Worst case, they don't find anything. Hey, last night, what did Helen tell Dolly DePeister to get her to take me to meet Dimitri? Did she say? Dolly wanted dirt. Helen dished it out. Who wears a girdle or lies about her dress size? That kind of thing? Helen didn't betray the code of the dressing room. She took another angle. What big studio mogul is about to put his wife on the train for Reno so he can marry the young Dane? He keeps on the side. Yeah, but that could be half the men who run the studios. Too vague. Dolly said the same, but Helen added a hint. Something like, let that be a warning to wives in Beverly Hills. Helen told Dolly to put W-A-R-N in capitals. Jack Warner? The rat his wife Irma was in two weeks ago sobbing her eyes out. Give us another. What matinee idol got into a fender bender with the girl in the car? No one was hurt except the dentures that popped out of the star's mouth and broke into four pieces. <laughs> I bet that girl screamed blue murder when she saw his chompers fly out. Oh, please don't tell me it's Joel McRae. He has the most beautiful smile. I don't want to hear his teeth are fake. Not Joel. John Gilbert? That's a pretty good guess. Garbo broke his heart. Baloney. He married another dame pretty fast for someone with a so-called broken heart. John Gilbert has been throwing away his looks with both hands for years. Helen told Dolly to close the blind item with, she forgot to hold her man close in the car. Close in the car. Colin Clive? Nope. Try again. Hold her man? As in, hold your man the picture with Harlow and Gable? Clark has false teeth. Dolly knew it already, but she cackled and said she'd print it. But he's the king of Hollywood. And a dame was in here before Christmas talking about it with her pals. It's not just the women who get makeovers when they go to Hollywood. Ugh, I'll never be able to look at him the same way again. Women are under a magnifying glass once they get into pictures. Let the men find out what it's like for a change. I love this outfit, Claire. How'd you come up with the breakaway skirt? I was thinking of the first time I designed for a nightclub act. It was for a number called Candy Box Cuties. Twelve showgirls stepped out of a huge heart-shaped box on the stage. Sounds like a good spectacle. Now, were you working with Lois yet? No, this was before we met in the powder room at Bowett Teller. If I had Lois with me, it wouldn't have turned into a disaster. Uh-oh. The other week, I was telling you girls about the differences I learned between dressing women for the stage versus the street, and I neglected to mention one of the most important parts. What's that? Stage directors or club owners ask you for sketches. You start to think only on paper. I drew costumes. I had the showgirls dressed up as sweets from the box. That does sound cute. It was. I sewed the costumes with strips of cellophane and multicolored satin, hats twisted up on top. What went wrong? I didn't consider what would happen when they moved. Uh-oh. When they danced, the seams tore open. You must have been in bits. Oh, backstage, I nearly passed out. The cellophane strip flew off one of the girls, then another and another. Bare breasts and cheeks popped out all through the chorus line. I expected to be hauled over to the precinct on a public obscenity charge. Oh, my God. I bet the crowd loved it. They went bananas. Men were standing on their chairs. Others rushed to the stage and banged their fists on the boards for more. So why do you call it a disaster? At first, I was so relieved to not worry about going to jail. But then I saw it was worse than that. 
worse than three hats in a cot? The stage manager and club owners thought the breakaway costumes were intentional. They didn't want to hear me explain. They wanted the same costumes every night for the closing number. You have to sew the costumes back together each night? Mm-hmm. For two weeks, I started sewing by hand when they get finished at two in the morning. I could only get catnaps. By the end, I was vomiting out the window of the club. My hands shook so badly from nerves and exhaustion. The only help I had was the stage manager's mistress. She was a bubble-headed blonde, but she could sew in a straight line. <laughs> you must have collapsed on closing night. If I even look at a Whitman sampler, I get a queasy stomach. At least the show is a hit. Well, sometimes it's better to fail than be a hit. I like sleeping in my own bed. Anyway, the breakaway idea came back to me. I wanted to control it this time. So this is for what I say? You come out on stage wearing the long beaded skirt. Then it snaps off at the waist. You sing and then put the long skirt back on before you exit. These are from Lil's Lala. Remember the tunic with the gold braid around the halter neck was a tiered gown we did two years ago? I cut off the two bottom tiers around five o'clock this morning. I like it. It has a surprise. Ladylike with the long skirt and torch singer underneath in a clinging short dress. With the silver trench on top? Right. The silver lame coat is for the end when Mitzi runs from the club. She's upset and she's afraid he's going to call her dirty and so-and-so. She tightens the belt before she leaves the nightclub. So how do you come up with the idea for the coat? How do you show she's a star? You would expect to see her in a big fur. I wanted to do something different. I was thinking about that scene from Letty Linton when Joan Crawford goes to Niles Asher's hotel room to get her letters back. Blackmail. He threatens Joan, but the audience knows she'll come out on top because she's wearing a silver lame cocktail dress. It was gorgeous. Adrian's dress for Joan was like a shield. She was protected. She was bulletproof. No harm could come to her. Same for Mitzi. I see what you mean. Clothes tell you about how she feels and what happens in the plot. The clothesline is up, isn't it? Put it there myself. See how it is, will you, Lois? We're closed this week. Please open up. My zipper's broken. Who is it? Some dame saying her zipper's broken. Is it Adela Hunt? Yep, a tangerine dream. Oh, let her in. I'll fix it. Thanks so much. I'm in a jam. I have a meeting with Walter Wanger to read for a part. My zipper broke. Come on back. You can change into a smock while I fix it. Dressing rooms are right over there. On second thought, ladies, why don't you show me the safe? A stick-up? I'm not holding knitting needles, dearie. Don't get upset, Claire. It'll be over in a minute. You two, in the dressing room. You, you own the place, right? I'm the owner. Lock them in, then open the safe. I have 50 bucks in the safe. That's it. Like I said, lock them in the dressing room. Open the safe, or else I'll shoot them and then you. This really isn't necessary. Are you simple? Who's holding the gun? Move it. Be careful, Claire. Do what she says and she'll leave. Now the safe. There, it's open. 
Go sit at the desk. Turn and face the wall. I'm telling you, there's no money in there. Shut your trap. Stay where you are. Don't hurt me or the girls. Please, this is crazy. What are you going to do? Just making sure I have a clean getaway. Thanks, ladies. Are you okay, Claire? Is she gone? She's gone. I'm fine. I'm tied to the chair in the office. God, Claire, did she get anything? She took the brooch. The Ruby Cabasson? My retirement fund. She had me face the wall, but I could see her in the reflection of the framed picture of Lil in the Summer Sonata gown. She didn't take anything else. How did she know it was in there? Dimitri told her. What? How would Dimitri know it was in there? Why don't you ring Angie? I bet the stick-up gal or some other thief has already ransacked your apartment. You mean... Dimitri blanked you at the cocktail party because he knew you work as a mannequin in my shop. If the brooch wasn't at your place, it had to be in here, in the safe. That rotten bastard! I may need a little help getting out of the chair. She tied these ropes tight. I'm working on the loft right now with the hairpin. We'll be there in a jiffy. We can't call the cops. The bulls won't help. Why not? The studios run this town, especially the police. They're not about to listen to women in a dress shop and raid the monogram loft. We need to tell Helen and Gail to get the hell out of there. Oh my god, they could get hurt. If he spotted them. We should find the studio. And have some twerp running around paging them? Too risky. There it goes. We're out, Claire. I'll be hard to handle. I promise you that. And if you complain, this one little Jen will leave you flat. I'll be hard to handle. What else can I be? Just ask my dad the trouble he had controlling me. What production are you in? Some Western. Standing out in the sun all morning, I'm liable to get heat stroke. The bonnet and calico suit you. You obviously drew the better assignment, Gail. Brown crab chevron stripes? Very smart. What's the picture? Beggars in Ermine. Lionel Atwell and Betty Furness. Sounds good. A woman's picture? That's what I expected. Instead, it's about a labour protection and men who get hurt on the job. That dress is something. The cut and drape. If his designs for Golden are as good, Clara might be in trouble. Did you see Dimitri this morning? Briefly. He told me to stick around at the end of the day. What for? Said he's casting a new picture and wants me for wardrobe tests. Dimitri barely looked me in the eye. What about you? I was corralled into the back lot and told to slip the dress and bonnet on over my clothes. I never made it to wardrobe. Are you sure everyone will leave at lunch? Positive. Once the whistle blows, everyone scatters. Studio people might always be kept late or be asked to start early, but no one messes with their lunch hour. How come you never mentioned you were in pictures? It wasn't exactly a happy time. You were a little kid? Built under the name Adele Adams. Stage mother? Stage grandmother. My mom ran off with a vaudeville troupe. She danced with a partner, traveling from one dusty town to the next. Did you see her? Uh, once or twice a year for a while. Gran had me in dance classes when I was three. 
Some fella came to one of my recitals at the Rotary Club, gave her his card, said he was a Hollywood talent scout. Was he on the level? For a hundred dollar fee, he promised a screen test. Grand packed up the house when he moved out here. He went to the address for his office, and it turned out to be a parking lot. That's rough. Grand couldn't believe it. She asked people walking by where the building was, even went to the police station. Cops told her it was a racket. Wounded pride. Next day, it was like it never happened. A sign outside a shop on Hollywood Boulevard claimed to make your child a star with lessons for 50 bucks. What kind of lessons? Uh, dance routines, making faces in the mirror. He told me to sleep with pennies taped to my cheeks to make dimples. Did your grand have savings? Didn't last long. She could live on tea and toast. I was starving all the time. One time he went two days without a crust. You poor thing. When it got really bad, we'd go to a diner and she'd order the works, then confess she didn't have any money. We'd wash dishes to square the check. How long until he got into pictures? About a year. Grand took a job as a cook in some producer's house. She left me with the neighbors. The neighbor kid was called to audition, and I went along, and they picked me instead. The neighbor lady must have been livid. Oh, she was. The director picked me because I could cry on command. Still can. Drop the hat. The boy downstairs was grinning ear to ear. His mother was pinching his legs to get him to cry. Things must have improved. Money pouring in. I wasn't hungry anymore, but things didn't get better. I wasn't allowed to play with other kids. I might get hurt or ruin my chances at the studio. I had to practice all the time. How long were you in pictures? Ten years. I was supposed to have a trust fund. When I turned 18, I went to the bank. There's a thousand bucks in the account. Your grand spent it? And my mother, who suddenly reappeared when I was doing well. How much were you supposed to have? One lawyer said a hundred thousand. Another said half. You must have been furious. Nothing I could do about it. Let me tell you, when my grand died, I was hysterical at the gravesite. Still loved her? No, I was laughing my head off. My school teacher from the studio was my only friend. She pushed me into her car and drove away in a hurry. And you want to work in pictures again? I don't know what I want, Helen. I just don't want the life I used to have and be alone all the time. I'm so sorry, Gail. You're not alone now. You have us in the shop. There's the lunch whistle. What do we do? Let's give it a minute and then we'll have a look. Follow me casually. Listen, not a sound. This place is heaving with clothes. How will we find Dimitri's costumes for the screen test? Every costume department has to have a logbook. You look in the office and I'll search out here. What does it look like? A big brown ledger. They keep track of every item. What picture it's for, name of the contract, player extra, time, date, condition. They probably have numbers for copies and what's being cleaned or repaired if it's not hanging on a rack. I'm surprised you remember. The studio ladies were good to me. My dresser, my teacher, the coaches. If it weren't for them, it had fallen apart. How about this? Looks like a list of current productions. Any costumes listed? No. Keep your eye out for a sketchbook, too. Absolute state of the place. Seems like a sad place to work. No air, poorly lit, full of mess. Did you hear that? What? The front door. Turn out the light. Hide.
I made it. No sign of the girls yet. Yeah. I'll ring you back. Lois? Lois? Ah, you gave me a fright. What gives? Why are you in disguise? Like it? A ton of white powder in my hair. Felted wood padding under my slip. Six pairs of socks to make my ankles tick. And I thought I made a sacrifice to go without my lashes. It was necessary. You two have to beat it. Pronto. We've barely had time to search. Too late. Dimitri knows you work for Claire. Scram. We can keep looking until one. Everyone's on lunch break. How does he know? No idea. Detective, maybe. He was on to cash last night. That's why he didn't pick her up. You don't have to stay, Lois. Yes, I do. I came from my brooch. Dimitri sent a stick of gal to the shop. In broad daylight? Lock me and Cash in the dressing room. Make Claire open the safe, then tied her to a chair. Is that the office? Seems to be. Something's fishy. Is that what I smell? I mean suspicious. Look around. It's a dump. A strong wind and this place would fold like a house of cards. And? The safe. It's massive. Brand new. Must have cost near a thousand bucks. In a costume department on Poverty Row? Good point. I was going to try and crack it. You know how to crack a safe? I'm no raffles, especially with this thing. What's the difference? Take Claire's safe. Or the ones I opened back in New York. It was a matter of listening to the dial. By the sound? A change in the dial clicks tells you the combination. This one's a new model, tougher to crack. You're not giving up. I'm not leaving without my brooch. Shh, quiet, the front door. Well, look who it is. Little Miss Tangerine Dream. Grab her, girls. Who is she? Make her sit in that chair. That's what she did to Claire when she held her at gunpoint. Look for the gun in her purse. You don't look like much of a stick-up gal. I'm not. If you know what's good for you, tell me the combination to this safe. I don't know it. Baloney. Spit it out or you'll be sorry. If I knew the combination, I wouldn't be here. You work for Dimitri? Ladies, we're running short of time. Lunch hour's almost over. I need more time. We must find the costumes. You a stooge? For that mug? Then why play bandit? I didn't have a choice. Blackmail. What do you do here? I'm Dimitri's fitter. If you want to be technical, I also create the designs he supposedly makes. Bill. He hired me from a little dress shop. Complimented my portfolio. A week after I started, my little sister came by for lunch. He got her a job on a picture. Casting couch? Poured her a glass of champagne after work on a Friday. She woke the next morning naked on an empty soundstage. Lacquered. What a beast. That's not all. Dimitri and his friends made a stag reel. Judy, my kid's sister, she's in it. Dimitri said he would sell copies unless I did what he said. I do his work for him. I cover his tracks. And I carry out his dirty business, like today in Claire's shop. I'm sorry, girls. Judy's only 17. She has her whole life ahead of her. Is there anyone he isn't blackmailing? Did you make the dress I'm wearing? I design all the clothes here. 
What's your name? Miriam Thorndike. I love the dress, Miriam. It's beautiful. Are the clothes for the screen test in Goldwyn's as nice? No, he didn't want style. He wanted flash, so I gave him flash. I'm Lois. That's Helen and Gail. Is my brooch in the safe? Yeah. And the stag reel with your baby sister? Yeah. Why don't we help each other? Let's put a sign outside the wardrobe apartment that says it's closed until four for exterminators. That infestation isn't far-fetched. Stand guard and make sure no one gets in. Rats everywhere. If I crack the safe, you'll have the blue movie to destroy. Gee, I don't know what to say. After what I did? Water under the bridge. What can we do? I can't open the blinds, but I need lots of light. Get some lamps over here. It's nearly four. Should we tell Marion to stall the crew? Curses on this security. I can barely hear anything. We could hide and then try again after everyone leaves. Too risky. Maybe we should try to guess the combination. What do most people use? Date of birth, address, wedding anniversary? We don't know any of that. We don't know much about that rat. You worked for bootleggers, Lil said. That might be it. Prohibition. The dates. Let me try 011720, the day it started. Nope, that's no good. How about repeal? Let's try 120533. Damn it. What else do we know about him? He likes to blackmail women. He's a wolf. What does a wolf think about? Sex. How about 362436? Lois, I take back everything I ever said about your true crime magazines. Get a load of this, girls. Are they all stag pictures? There must be 100 reels. Those manila folders probably don't have any tax returns either. Get a sack, Helen. We're taking everything. Ah, and here's my little ruby capuchin. Gail, get Miriam. Let's get the hell out of here. Are you planning on sleeping in that thing too? I may never take it off. Why hide a gorgeous piece of jewellery for when I'm an old lady? There was a time it was considered vulgar for beautiful young women to wear jewels. Go ahead, call me vulgar. Gail, the buffet looks divine. Champagne should be cold by now. Lillian will be here any minute. Speak of the devil. Darling, so lovely to see you all. I'll miss you so when I'm gone. 
Now, Lil, you're only going for a quick trip to see a specialist in New York. I love it out here, but nothing beats the doctors in New York. You look gorgeous, Lillian. That peachy cream color makes you look 25. Who said I wasn't? (laughs) (laughs) Be sure and write to me, won't you? Being sick is such a bore. Let me fix you a plate, Lil. How about some caviar on toast? How could I refuse? Now catch me up. Tell me all about your hijinks around here. You're a success, no doubt. Lil, I was sobbing. It was so glamorous. Gail directed the whole thing. She told the cameraman and the lighting men just what to do so we all look like stars in Claire's clothes. I learned a lot from the crew when I was a kid in pictures. It was a thrill to do it. We couldn't have done it without Gail. I owe you gals everything, really. You all worked hard and took such risk. It was fun. It's going to make a great screenplay, I can tell you that. I'll set it in Budapest or something and take more liberties. Then the men in the front office won't be sore. What happened to the wolf? In the jug. Dimitri's safe was a treasure trove of blue movies and blackmail shots. Yeah, the cops took the evidence and then they picked him up in less than an hour. It wasn't a moral objection. Moguls take a dim view of chiseling, which is what it was. Dimitri used the studio to run his own stag reel enterprise. Being a dress designer was just a cover. I wondered if you were going to let me go without saying goodbye, Francis. Of course not, Lillian. I was held up at the printers. Oh, party invitations? Rub that in my face. What friend you are. You're not missing a thing. It's my chapters. I'm hopeless typing. Never learned. So you're finally writing your novel. Excellent news. Let's have some champagne. Come on, Francis. Did Sam say yes? He certainly did. Keep the shop open. Sell your picture design dresses. He'll take the 30% commission you offered on those sales. Oh, bottoms up, ladies. What are everyone's plans now? I'll be in Goldwyn's studio with Lois. I'm joining the screenwriters in Goldwyn's. Contract for a picture with Bean Crosby. Can you believe it? Gail? I'm going to run the shop for Claire. You are? With a new fitter, a gal by the name of Miriam Thorndike. Her sister Judy will be one of the new mannequins. And Frances has her murder mystery. What's it about? When talkies came to town, a producer is murdered during the premiere of The Jazz Singer. Can I be the first to read it? Of course. Well, my dear ladies, I must be off. I have the train to catch in Pasadena. Promise you'll miss me and write. I'll be back before you know it. Goodbye, Bye. 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 Goodbye. I'll miss you, Lillian. There's no one like you. The end. Thanks for listening. Mannequins is a Sassmouth Dames production written and directed by Meg McGurk, starring Clara Higgins as Claire Del Hunt and Lillian Tashman, Jennifer O'Mara as Lois Kenny, Jean Sutton as Helen Flaherty, Olympia Kiriakou as Gail Lindstrom, M. Sean as Princess Casimir, and Megan McGurk as Frances Goldwyn and Miriam Thorndike. Art design by Clara Higgins, sound editing and special effects by Dan McCauley. Thanks very much for listening. Nice work, Connor. Nice work. Oh, well.